Hello, everyone. Welcome today. I want to start off by welcoming all of my new subscribers who have many have come from Kelly Hunter and a big hug to Kelly for sending you my way. Um, as new subscribers, you'll learn that I occasionally do written posts and I occasionally do podcast posts and I don't have rhyme or reason. So if you want rhythm, you're not going to find it here. It just makes sense based on what I'm feeling at the moment. And today we're going to go with something slightly different. If you listen to my previous podcast, you'll hear that I have music in them. And way in the early days, I didn't do the music. And I'm really enjoying right now the feeling of just being able to have a conversation with you. So I'm not going to add in the little music clip, but I will do a basic introduction for you, which is you are listening to You Are the Dream, which is a podcast and it's about a candid exploration of what it is to live a life of joy and ease as an intuitive woman growing her business, following her soul, and expressing her higher potential, because you are the dream you are bringing to life. I am the host, Judith Manriquez, spiritual business mentor and intuitive visionary. And today, what I really want to share with you is some of the downloads that I was receiving as they relate to the soul quest. So if you read in my little description about this particular episode, I'm shared that I began a soul quest last night. Technically it begins today, but the energy came in for me last night and I was wiped out like at 7 p.m. last night. I just went to bed and lay there in a semi-altered state for a while and had this incredible, beautiful awareness that we work in systems all the time and we don't know how to not be in a system, which is something we really need to learn how to do. So let me give you some context. I'm in the Soul Quest, and the Soul Quest is essentially participating in a convened energy, a very convened high frequency energy that is designed for soul growth. That means your soul is growing as a function of this, but you are also the beneficiary in your life. And so your life will be upgraded as a result of the work that you do in a Soul Quest. So, in this particular soul quest, I have been very excited to be a part of it. I've been a part of my mentor's soul quest for many years. And this one, for some reason, I have like been looking forward to it for months. I'm always excited to be in them, but this one feels very different. And so I'm going to take my life as a bit of a um, guidepost for what's going on. But I've just been through some massive change over the last few years, and I'm sure many people have been, whether it's COVID-related or something else in your life related. But for me, it has been the end of a 35-year marriage, and it took many years <laughs> to actually finally finalize it and get to a place where my actual living circumstances, my house, my home, my family, like my everything has settled down. And so I am in a state right now of stillness in a way that I've not experienced in the past. So I have 
on this entire journey for years been always wondering, what am I here to help people with in my business? And how do I find a comfortable way to share my work? This is an ongoing exploration for me and I figure it's part of my soul journey is just to learn how to share what it is I'm here to share with the world in a way that I can enjoy. And I'm, there's a lot of things I'm really good at, but the thing, you know, like I'm looking for the thing, the thing, and I know that there's not gonna be one thing, but there's always a journey of finding my way, right? And so when you do spiritual work or you're sensitive to energy or you're like me, always uh, attuned to the inner journey of my life, then this is, we all have different ways we look into and um, try to refine ourselves and how we show up in the world. For some people it might be through relationships and for some people it might be through their children or their family. For me it happens to be through my work. Um, that's where my growth edge is. So I've been noticing over the last couple of weeks that I have a different kind of uncertainty about my work, an unknowing about my work. And it's not about my capacity, but it's about, is this really, am I really where I need to be? Is this where I line up most closely with my soul? Which is what my goal is, right? I wanna be aligned with my soul on this journey that I'm on in this physical lifetime. So, and I've been questioning it, which makes complete sense because we've been in a Venus retrograde and we're now in Mercury retrograde and they're both overlapping right now. And then of course we're gonna move forward with Venus moving direct right now. And so there's the energy of, you've been in a little self-exploration time and now we're gonna unroll some of that and clarify it a little bit more as we move for the next three weeks few weeks for Venus going direct, right? So this makes complete sense. And for me, I've just been listening to the energy as to how it is, it affects me and how it affects others and how it affects my clients. So I like to see it from big picture. And I'm just noticing how much I feel like my work is gonna change in ways that I cannot understand. Like I can't see it, which is really odd for me. Like I don't have a sense of it. So I don't have context and I don't have clarity. And that's a weird feeling. <laughs> and as I was reflecting on this in relationship to the quest, but also in relationship to what I share with you all as we're moving through this time of reflection and refinement in our work, in ourselves, in our lives, in whatever way it's showing up for you, because again, Venus retrograde has been remaking our values, remaking, clarifying, redefining, what do we value? What are we wanting to actually represent in our life in the way that we value it? How are we gonna change our life to be more aligned to what we value? And then Mercury retrograde is happily coming along and saying, here, I can help you rearrange it. Let's go ahead and start taking a look at some of those things, right? And then when I added in the quest energy, what came in for me, and this is the crux of the whole podcast because I want to really, really share this. This is why I'm doing an audio so that you can understand it through the words, the intonations, and then I can explain it in different ways. 
but we are so completely trained from the time we're born to exist in systems. And I know this is being addressed by astrologers and different channels and by all kinds of people and the finance analysts and everybody about how systems are changing. Yes, that's true. But rarely do we actually get to understand what that means at an individual human level. So here's how I'm going to explain it to you at an individual human level. We are systemically going from a Capricorn to Aquarius. You don't really even have to understand that what that means from an astrology standpoint. It means in a layman's language, we're going from systems that existed before to who knows what it's going to look like now because those systems are over. Structured systems constructed from a paradigm that was binary, which means there's a right and a wrong, and from a linear perspective, and from a paradigm that believed that there's only one right answer, those, all of that systemic structure is not going to exist going forward. That's what Aquarius is saying. We're going to make it all brand new, and it's all going to be existing in this new way. So it's all going to have to happen within our own human selves to see it outpictured in the world. That's how it works. It can't happen out there until it happens inside. So think about it this way. You were raised in systems, and those systems simplistically looked like the rules in your family, how to be a good kid, how to show up well for mom and dad, how to be good in school, whatever that was for you. Good not meaning like good with A's, but like you went to school, you didn't really have choices. The environment and the culture you lived in, for the most part, said you have to go to school until you're 17, 16, get a GED, graduate, and then there's a whole nother system that most kids will go through, not all of them. You then go through the system of higher education. So then you hop yourself into that. And if you didn't do that, out of high school, you get a job. And then jobs are a system which say you get up at eight, you go to school at work at eight, you finish work at five, maybe you're doing um, more hourly labor, maybe you're in an office, but ultimately that work world, which happens after college too, you finish college and then you quickly want to get a job so that you can get into that system, that all of these systems drive your life, right? You see how that all of these things inform your life and essentially, basically when high school, around high school time and college time, you choose. At that point, you're beginning to independently choose to participate in those systems. But because we're often not given time to really think about it and reflect on it, we just figure we have to. Like you have to go from college to get a job. You have to go from high school to get a job. We have to make money. And true, that is true. We have to make money somehow. But the systems that exist are almost like funnels. <laughs> They're directing us in this direction. We aren't really given the gift of wide open space to choose outside a system. And because systems are large and well-defined, they carry a consciousness to them. They carry an energy stream. It's what you do, right? Even as I talk about it, you all feel like, well, but that's what we do. Right. But that's because we've always done it. 
So if you imagine that we have these systems that we've been operating in, and then suddenly we stop, turn them off, choose no system, what would your life look like if you weren't choosing existing systems in it? And many people are starting to explore this, right? This isn't like, oh, we turned it off like a light goes off and suddenly it's dark. We've been exploring this. That's what started to happen in COVID when we had such a mass movement to completely erase the mindset that existed where you had to go into a job, into an office. You had to go into a workplace to be a real employee. And now we have remote work. So that's changed the way we think about work in a large way, which means it's allowing us to explore sovereignty for ourselves and our time so we don't have to start work at eight and end at five now work can start whenever and go till whenever you can go to appointments in the middle of the day because you're doing remote work and so you have to juggle your life in a much more independent way which a lot of solo people have already been doing for a long time but this is so mass available now right so that system is changing now that we understand how all these systems and we've been living into these systems. Now take it home a little bit closer. Recognize that you get to choose to participate in a system or not. So let's pretend you have money covered, you have kids covered, you have like the basic things that make you get up and go to work or do the thing or take the kids or answer the emails and you don't have to do them anymore. You have like this wide open space. Sometimes we think of it like going on vacation, but this is really, I want you to imagine it differently. Like I don't have to answer emails. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to deal with my kids. They're taken care of by the magic alternate mom. (laughs) I don't have to worry about bills. I don't have, and you're in this liminal space and you get to choose who you are and how you actually want to live. That quiet stillness space, do you know what happens when you get it? When it happens, I'll tell you because I've been living in this for a little bit, you default into the existing systems you learned. And, they, and it comes from your nervous system, your habituated thoughts. So, did you catch that? I really wanna make sure. If you ended up in pure stillness of no responsibilities and no requirements to go in any one direction, if you aren't aware that it's happening, you will fall back on old behaviors and old nervous system responses. They weren't, they're not being choiceful. You're not making a choiceful choice. It's a habituated um, sort of physical body nervous system response. And I want to make you aware of it so that you can short circuit it and stop it. So let me give you an example in my life. I like to be busy. I really like being busy. So if things calm down in my life, I will find things to be busy with. I will start emptying out drawers or I'll go through closets 
oh, I'll go look at something that needs to be done. I'll clean out my email. I'll, like, I can stay busy. I can stay very busy. I like to be busy. And being busy has always been the norm. And I've had to be busy. I've had to be busy for a lot of my life. I have three children. I ran multiple businesses. Um, went through economic challenges, had Ill health issues, had situations in my family, go back further. Like in college, I was super busy. So I was in a bunch of activities. Same thing in high school, super busy. Like I've had this, where did this come from? I know where the busy comes from. Like that is an ancestral gift for my particular line, grandmother, mother. Like that's how they are. That's how they operate. That's the system I inherited. So when stillness happens in my life, which I have right now, stillness has been given to me, right? So because of situations with clients, either my client work is kind of quiet, a program isn't turning out the way I wanted. So I have a lot of stillness. And if I don't go into judgment, and I don't fall back on a habituated pattern, then I'm sitting in a non-systems place. I'm existing outside all of the systems that have I've allowed to control me. Let's put it that way. I've existed within systems that are societal, ancestral, personal. We can make choices outside those systems. So I can choose to be a busy person and take the stillness and quiet and become busy or become worried or become concerned about money or which are all thoughts, beliefs, systems of thought, systems of belief, systems of behavior, systems, nervous system activation. I'm sharing all of this because we are going to have opportunities and I especially think this is going to be showing up for a lot of us but for those of us who've been doing any kind of energy work, spiritual work, um, highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive, you're going to be feeling this. If not right now, maybe you had a little before but I think it's going to be showing up for us very consciously. So we're kind of at a, at a tipping point in the energy fields. And unless we can stop and be conscious of the choice we want to make in an experience of stillness, which is, we'll get, <laughs> um, we will default to old patterns and systems. And it's not going to take you forward there it's going to be a hang up and a snag it's like you're going to loop back around so that you can come back and do it again because the intent of the energy is to help you find your own individual frequency and so in this case so I'm in a soul quest it's like finding your own individual alignment with your soul and your own true inner joy and when you haven't oriented your life from your own true inner joy, but it's been because you thought it was what was the right thing to do, the thing you needed to do, the thing that kept you safe, the thing that paid the bills. And instead, what you're trying to do is align to your own inner joy. It can feel actually a little scary. And 
it can feel a bunch of things. For me, it's felt scary, but also it's felt like, well, then now what? <laughs> what do I do next? If it's not busyness, then where do I find the inspiration that's outside of all of those systems that have, in effect, been my motivation? I hope this has been helpful to you all. It's This is going to be fundamentally the shift we're going to be going through as Pluto moves into Aquarius. So whether or not you are like me and participate in soul quests because you like doing this kind of inner work and it's going to show up sooner rather than later, or if you have family members or friends or coworkers or colleagues, they're going to be experiencing this in different ways. And society is going to give you an experience of no systems. So let's just take like a big hairy gorilla where people have been talking about the collapse of the financial system, which whether it does or doesn't is irrelevant. Like that's not my point. The point is, is if a system that's a functional structure in our society stops, then we end up with stillness. And some people can call stillness chaos (laughs) because it can feel that way, but it's essentially the absence of the thing. So you can create the absence of the thing in your own life so that you can orient yourself to the thing that is your guidepost and not be dependent on a system to be your crutch. Because we're all here to find our way to making our own sovereign choices, to making choices that are fulfilling to ourselves. We're not making them for someone else, and we're not making them to be a good daughter or a good son or a good citizen. We're here to be good for ourselves as the person we choose to be. Okay, I think I got my whole point across. I hope this has been helpful. I would love to hear what you think about it. I I really seriously hope that this gives you an opportunity to take a look at the way you're participating in systems and that you are able to take a moment to reflect on if I wasn't operating within all of these systems, what would I choose? What would light me up? What would be my joy? All right. Until next week. May you have a fabulous, fabulous time, and may you continue to enjoy your soul growth journey. We'll see you all. Bye.